welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Oh, yeah, that's me. Last week, we talked... Rookie running backs, top ten. We we went. We had a long show last week. It was yeah. We start kind of rambling there at the end. And uh, today we're gonna do top wide receivers. Pretty yeah. much the top tier. Yeah, is what we're gonna be doing here. Well, yeah, the top couple tiers. Yeah. Well, yeah, the cop. I think there's a three a, tiers. Yeah, there you go. So we're gonna do a three tier show here. Uh-huh. Maybe get the top of the fourth tier if we have time. Maybe we'll just scrape that top. <laughs> scrape it. Get, get the good ones off the top of that fourth tier. So today's show is coming out on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Uh, go Cavs. Uh, I was at the Cavs game yeah. last night. It was tremendous. Yeah, and uh, any day that the Cavs play on a Tuesday, expect the show to come out on a Thursday because uh, I'm in championship mode, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the Cavs game. So if you're saying, hey, man, does the Cavs come over the podcast? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, I mean, right on. Yeah. Same thing. If the Tribe... Uh, happens to be in the World Series and they play on a Tuesday or the playoffs and play on a Tuesday, podcast might have to come out on a Wednesday. Yeah, unless right on. unless we can get the show, we can do it sometime before. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll figure it out. We'll cross that bridge when we. Same thing to happened it, last year. Say. Right. But uh, as a Cleveland fan, I'm I'm hungry for a championship. And uh, I was at the game last night and had a good time. Saw some funny things going on with Drake. I missed all the Drake hype, but um, it was no hype. It was really right. some weird stuff going on. I could tell you later. Okay. Um, but today we're talking rookie wide receivers. Right. Before we begin that, let's talk about a wide receiver that's not a rookie. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, man. Um, uh, got a boo boo. Apparently, he's got a foot boo boo. Yeah, and that is boo boo for his owners, man. Yeah, because uh, it's looking like he might not be even ready till week one. So, uh, have have you heard? Is it confirmed? Like he got screws and stuff put in, or? Uh, Oh. I have I cannot neither confirm nor deny that. All right. I don't know. I just saw he had a he had. I've been so busy this week. It's I, I looked into it and said he broke his foot. He's gonna be ready week one. I, I, this apparently has been an injury from before. Like this is an old injury. Right. He just it, had the it's surgery. Like, it's like three weeks. Uh, he he had the surgery like three weeks ago or something. So oh. dynasty values it has no long term effect. I mean I don't think so. But then again, this is the same thing that um. Des Bryant kind of did last year, and he pretty much had a lost year. Yeah, so buy low on Sammy. If you, so the advice would here would be, if Sammy starts off slow or misses week one, you have a frustrated owner, somebody that wants to get out the gate hot, buy low on Sammy. I mean, if, if his value starts to dip, then yeah, I guess it's a great opportunity to buy low. There's always going to be somewhere, somebody, who sees something like that, and they're like, okay, I'll get rid of him. You know? it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to throw some feelers out there. It definitely doesn't hurt, and this is probably a good opportunity to get a guy that we both think is a upper echelon uh, fantasy player. If you drafted him in September Madness, you might be a little upset. I would be a little bit bummed. Because now, you know, you got to win every single week. Right. My draft's all wrapped up in September Madness. I'm ready to go. I've got one down, and I'm uh, most of the way through my second one. Yeah, my second one's almost almost there as well. Yeah. I know you're always ahead of me. We just finished literally today. Uh, the first one. Yeah, it was a it was a slow snail draft. I know you've been done since Monday. Yeah. Um, you happy with your September Madness team? 
I mean, we'll see. This is actually my first time playing one of these MFL 10s uh, best ball leagues, so I, I, I don't know if my, my strategy is really going to work out. This or is not an MFL 10, my friend. It's just tem- September Madness. Oh, right, but it's, uh, you know. Same. MFL 10s, courtesy right, right. of MyFantasyLeague.com, we're giving away later in the show. Right, my bad. I'm getting confused with my stuff now. Yes, September Madness. I'm not used to having all these leagues like you. Yeah, I, mean, I can't keep them all straight. Yeah, keep them all on the straight and narrow there. <laughs> uh, I, I tweeted out my lineup, and people were like, ugh. That's not too good. I was all happy with my team, and people were like, oh, that's not too good. And I'm like, you're not too good. I guess we'll see, right? Yeah, I was like, hashtag championship. <laughs> I'm making it rain with the $800. Uh-huh. So one guy tweeted at me, he's like, yeah, you're going to be out week one. Oh, man. Put my phone down, frowned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see, man. Okay. That's, that's all part of the fun. Well, I like a cheering section, personally. Oh, you do yeah. need to get that pat in the back. Huh? Yeah, I, de- I need I, I need emotional support. Yeah, that's what, why else would I tweet it out there? Not right. for people to go, oh, gross. I don't think I've ever tweeted out a lineup in my whole life. Have, have you sh- have you made that lineup look at itself in the mirror? <laughs> Goodness gracious! The shame it must be. Yeah, how dare you show that thing in public? <laughs> like, well, I love it. Yeah. Everybody always thinks their lineup looks better, like their kids. <laughs> look how look how cute my lineup looks. You're Me, like, yeah. Meanwhile, they're, uh, they're hideous and their teeth are all in different directions. That's a real cute lineup you got there. <laughs> what animal adoption agency you buy that? Oh, that's your son. Oh goodness. I, I'm just gonna uh, just defriend you on Facebook and no longer be friends with you. I'm just kind of embarrass myself there. <laughs> well, let's get into these. Uh, and the rambling is done. Rookie rankings. Mm-hmm. Rambling, Matt. Right. On. And. Uh, Last week with the rookie running backs, we had a lot of disagreeing. We did. We did. There was a lot. Of, we had to, like, really average out a lot of those guys and kind of put them in an, an ADP of our own. Yeah, two-man ADP. Yeah. Really hard to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. You, no third man had even it all out. Right. Well, I have him at uh, seven. Well, I have him at eight. Well, there you go. 7.5. So, these rankings, we only had two people different. Uh, we did. Two and, and they, three. Right, and they're only one, one spot off, so it's not really hard Yeah. To, Nothing too crazy here. Right. Not at all. So, the rookie receivers. Now, when we said there's different tiers here, the first tier is going to be one, two, three. I, I, yeah, I can get on board with that. Yep. Correct. I mean, yeah. you're going to see people. I've been in leagues where people have taken Josh Dotson one. Uh, I've been in leagues where people have taken Laquan Treadwell one. Mm-hmm. And in some kind of order, those three are going to be the consistent first three players taken. Yeah, Trevor, uh, Dotson, Coleman. Receivers as, taken, as yeah. As far as wide receivers. Yeah. And it, it's going to be pick your own, oh, I don't want to say poison, pick your own. Choose your own adventure, like those old books. Oh, those were great books. Those were great books. I read those as a small child. So did I. They were terrific. Uh-huh. Turn to page 19. Exactly. Ooh, you got bitten by a snake, you're dead. <laughs> no! Oh, no. What page do I go back to? <laughs> exactly. I want to be Prince of the Forest. I'd always read the, the you know the first few lines just to see what's happening and hold my place on the other page <laughs> oh, you're in a, case I had to go back. You're a choose your own adventure cheater. Exactly. Oh, look at me. I'm never. I'm gonna get to the. I'm getting to the forest. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be the prince. I'm winning this thing. I'm winning this book. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna choose your own adventure with one of these three receivers. All good receivers. All yeah. have an opportunity to be a successful fantasy receiver for the long term which is what we're looking for in dynasty fantasy football we're looking to invest in something that's going to give us fantasy production for a very long time and the reason you we always say build around young receivers initially in a startup draft where sometimes that might get misconstrued 
in a rookie draft where people are like, oh, you got to take the receiver over the running back because you build around young receivers. Well, when you build around young receivers, the whole mindset of that is when you do your initial startup draft. You know, that's where you want to really take those receivers. That's why I, can, I have no problem taking Ken Dixon over Sterling Shepard because I feel the value of running back bumps him up a notch because of so little amount of running backs that there are. Right. And right. I, also, I also like to go back to when we did that players over 31 to trade for, and we were looking at players over the age of 30 in the NFL that you really wanted, and there was just as many, if not more, running backs as there were receivers, which really still to this day, um, that was a big lesson learned. Here I am 15 years later playing Dynasty to even see that. Because that still like shocks me that there is that many running backs over the age of 30 compared to receivers. Well, I mean, I also think um, that that could vary, you know, any given five-year period, I think that could vary, you know, like who you're looking at at, at over 30 and whether or not um, running back, you, you know, it's running back heavy or wide receiver heavy. I think it just happens to be a little bit more even right now. But I think in times past, it was much more wide receiver heavy. So I think, it's, I think the lesson that you should be learning from that is you have to be able to adapt to, to the era that you're in and the time that you're in. Yeah, and still, you still get longer production out of receivers usually. As it, there's more 29, 28-year-old receivers than there are running backs. And that, that'd be the big differential as well. Yeah, there's just more wide receivers, period. Correct. Also, so and, that, that also helps. But I would argue there, too, though, like you kind of get offset where most receivers take a year or two to come along, where most running backs come out the gates sprinting, scoring touchdowns, making juke moves, catching balls. Absolutely, yeah. That, I mean, that's another reason to load up on wide receivers in startup drafts because they're theoretically already been in the league for a couple of years and they're past that little learning curve and they're ready to hit the ground running. Yeah, nothing I love doing more than when I'm in a dynasty startup and just taking nothing but receivers early and just grabbing all those good older running backs later. And right. then, hey, you know, next year I'm going to be drafting all these young running backs. Exactly. So get into the meat of this thing. The consensus number one receiver for us has been the same receiver we've had number one since last year, mm-hmm. you know, when the season ended. And that's Laquan Treadwell, receiver, Minnesota, Vikings. Absolutely. I mean, this guy, I was surprised that he ended up being the third wide receiver taken in the draft. I, I mean, I'm guessing it had something to do with the workouts, the, pre, the preseason workouts that he just never the 40 really, time hurt. Yeah, it did. The 40 time hurt. But um, at the same time, what I saw on tape of this guy, it it was far and away better than the other guys. Yeah. So for me, it's still a simple choice. And I think what he does well matches what Teddy does well. He's not a burner that's going to get downfield. He's a guy that's going to make contested catches and, and, you know, go over the middle and make good, good, make good routes and stuff like that and, and, and move chains and still make big plays with his leaping ability and, yeah. and ability to high point the ball. And it, Teddy needs somebody like him. Absolutely. You know what I mean, he has Stephon Diggs for being a little bit more explosive. I mean, you're, he's going to a Vikings team that was 31st in the league in yards per game. Uh, 31st in yards total with mm-hmm. 2,928 yards passing yards. 31st in yards per game with 183 yards per game. And 31st in passing touchdowns with 14. So they're not a high-scoring offense. Now, granted, Teddy's going to be coming into his own as the year goes by, he does have Norv, Turn- Norv Turner. And I like how Norv Turner likes to utilize his number one receiver. And that's what Laquan Treadwell is going to be. I mean, when you talk about Treadwell, he is the first SEC player. And this is the SEC conference. This is, you know, mm-hmm. people talk about the Mecca. So, you know, first SEC player to record 100-plus receiving yards and at least one score 
in five consecutive games. He is somebody that had 82 receptions, 1,153 yards, and 11 touchdowns. One year after that bad leg injury, I mean, right. that slowed down too. That broken fibula, dislocated ankle, it was bad. We didn't even know if you know, Laquan was going to come back and be able to play. And this guy worked hard, came back, and was just as good coming back as before. And, I mean, he did, like you said, he just does everything well. He's big, he's muscular, has really good hands, has long arms. He just dominates. If you throw up a 50-50 ball, Laquan's coming down with it. Absolutely, man. And how many, and how many throws over 20 yards do you really see in the NFL? Not many. No, not a ton. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me it's, it's a clear cut. It has been clear cut the entire time, and I don't think the landing spot deterred that at all for me. Like, no, not at all. So I, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. I like all three spots for all three of these guys. I think they're all – you can make a case for each one mm-hmm. why they should be the number one. So for Laquan, my case is just he's going to be scoring – touchdowns he's gonna be catching balls he's gonna be coming down with the ball he'll be the number one receiver and again i can make that case for all three of these guys that'll be the number one receiver so i i don't really think there's a wrong answer here i think my flavor would be treadwell i think he's one of the safest players to pick here i think the opportunity to score touchdowns is gonna be really really Mm -hmm. well i like the fact that he has adrian peterson to help him along the rookie years and he has stefan dick so he has two good receive you know he has three weapons right there around him right so, again, Laquan Treadwell, the tape says enough for me. He is a dominant receiver. He might not be the fastest guy in the world, but, again, those 40 times are overrated. You know, when you're in pads and you, you, you can make somebody miss, you can break an arm tackle, sometimes all you got to do is break one tackle, and that's it. Right. You're upfield. And right. Laquan Treadwell has the strength and size to do just that against a cornerback. Again, he's just somebody that's hard to defend. I mean, this guy will lay out a receiver. He's not afraid to block. Humble guy, not, you know, most of these receivers are flashy guys. Hey, look at me. I'm a stud. You know, let me get this, let me get this Gatorade commercial. Right, right. No, not he's him. not, he's not like that at all. He's not a diva wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys. He's great after the catch. I mean, he's somebody that you could throw a screen to, you know, a five yard screen and get 12, 13 yards on it consistently five times a game. Right. Absolutely. I think he's going to rack up some fantasy numbers. I think he's going to be a really solid guy. Do I see him as a ceiling of, you know, of Des Bryant? Because he gets a lot of Des comps, but he's not that fast. No, I don't. I don't. I truly don't see Laquan Treadwell as always being like, oh, he's a number one. You know, five years from now, ooh, who's the number one dynasty receiver? Not Laquan Treadwell. Right. But I do see him like being anywhere from that four to like seven, somewhere right around that range consistently for a long time. What about a guy like Keenan Allen, who's not necessarily a burner, but does a ton of things really, really well and is a really good fantasy asset man yeah he's a he's a top tier dynasty right. receiver he'd be somebody i'm targeting at like right at the turn of a dynasty because right now keen allen's like right around 12 13 mm-hmm. overall in dynasty you can, and that's after some running backs right. so he's still a top 12 wide receiver one yeah i and that's what i mean i, th- I see laquan treadwell as a wide receiver one right. just not number one overall i agree yep. but it w- if he it got there it wouldn't surprise me I mean, it, it might surprise me if he was ever the top wide receiver in the league. But, he's just, yeah, he's not, I don't think he's flashy enough. But I think he's definitely, he, I, de- I definitely think he's a wide receiver one. And, yeah. you know, four years, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely somebody I'm targeting. If I, if I again, if I had my pick of receivers, I'm taking Laquan Treadwell still. Me too. No moving down here. So the yep. second guy now, this is where we vary. Mm-hmm. You have Josh Dotson, mm-hmm. I have Corey Coleman. Right. So let's go to Josh Dotson first. Sure. Somebody who I had, so this was my number two guy 
throughout the whole process, Josh Dotson. Mm-hmm. Really big fan of him. Goes to the Redskins. You know, the Redskins can throw the ball. They were 13th in passing touchdowns last year with 30. They were 11th in yards per game with 25.9, 255.9 yards per game. So they will throw the ball. Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Gerson, a little long in the tooth. Uh, let's face it, both those guys, at least one of those guys is going to be gone after this year, if not both of them. So, I mean, that leaves a nice little void for Josh Dotson. That's why I actually really like this this situation. It gives him a year to learn from both of those guys mm-hmm. and then kind of get acclimated um, with Kirk Cousins. And next year, I think he's really, really going to hit the ground running. I think it's going to be a nice little nucleus of wide receivers with Josh Dotson and uh, Jamison Crowder there for the years to come. I like both those guys as young wide receivers coming up there. Yeah, Dotson, he, he has a chance to be a really good number one wide receiver. He's a lot of flash. He does one, he, he makes really good leaping catches. Yeah, absolutely. He has excellent, excellent leaping ability, great body control, really styled hands. You know, he's 6'2", 195 out of TCU. He can make that off-target catch. So oh, yeah. he, he has no problem adjusting to the ball. He can box out defenders. You know, he has really good focus. Um, and again, he had a lot of all those high light reel catches. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of my only concerns about um, Josh Dotson, I mean, he played in the air raid offense, which is helps. You know, that does help you as well. But look, going back on tape, when I when I remember seeing is, you know, he got eaten up on press coverage at the line of scrimmage. You know, he exposed his chest to cornerbacks, and without a counter punch, you know, I mean, he had a high, sometimes a hard time getting off the line of scrimmage. And that's that's one of the things that I really that's why I really like Pierre Garcon there sitting in front of him for as a guy to learn from. You know, I mean, yes, he's coming in a little bit raw, but I really like his tools. And I think with the year to kind of ease him, ease his way into the system, I think it's going to do wonders for him. And I think next year he's really going to take off. I don't think he's going to do great this year because he's got two really good wide receivers ahead of him. And Jameson Crowder sitting there in the slot that's had a year of, of pretty decent success in the league. And he's got to learn an NFL playbook. Right. Um, again, come from that air raid offense. Right. It's not going to be easy. He does need develop. He has that explosive ability. And I'd like to see him add him some weight, too. Yeah. You know, coming mm-hmm. in at 195 pounds, six foot two. I think he was uh, 202 at the combine. At the combine, yeah. so he bulked up a little bit there. So, yeah, he did. So, But, I mean, he, you mentioned explosion and, and, and jumping ability. The guy jumped out the gym, I mean, 41 inches on his vertical. And almost nine feet in his broad jump. Yeah. So this guy is very athletic at that. I mean, at 6'2", 202, which is kind of skinny, but a very athletic guy. Very athletic. In my, I'm an industry league with, you know, all the, all the major sites. You know, the X and Y's podcast, DLF, UTH, you know, you name it. There's 12 different, you know, Roto World, Roto Viz. And Josh Dotson was, it went Zeke and then Josh Dotson at rookie draft that we mm-hmm. held like a week or so ago. And I, I, I was kind of like, okay, you know. I'm, I had the third pick, and I was like, okay, I'm taking uh, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, absolutely. Sign nope, me up. No problem there. Uh-huh. So, or no, I had a fourth pick, and they went Treadwell, and then I took Coleman. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I can still see it. This, this is a big play receiver. Mm-hmm. If Kirk Cousins signs that long-term contract, and he can make this good chemistry here, and they just signed Jordan Reed to a long-term contract, yep. who's our number three overall dynasty tight end, they have a really nice one-two combo. And this is a guy that might come out year one and make a play here and there. Yeah, that's what I want to see out of Dotson year one. I want to see him come out here and make some of these big plays. Now, he's not going to be consistent enough to start on a weekly basis, but I'd like to see him come out here and make some big plays in the NFL because he's going to do that. So the big thing is can he get, can he get his route running tree down yep. a little bit better, and can he, do, can he make plays besides that big playmaking catch? You know, I don't want to see a one-trick pony out of here at Josh Dotson. 
I want to see them go out there and make plays on this, you know, slant. So not just go routes. He's the kind of wide receiver that I want to see. He's probably not going to make much noise in the first half of the year, but I want to see him start to steadily make his name known towards the end of the year and kind of, you know, definitely show flashes, like you were saying, of big playability. Yeah, he definitely falls in a category to me, like year two, year three is to pay off. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel definitely. like he's more of a long term commitment. Long term play, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Where and that's why I have Corey Coleman ahead of Josh Dotson. And I feel like maybe in a different scenario with the, you know, maybe it's just a Redskins alert, no great running game there either. Uh that kind of moved dot you know, if Dotson would have went to like, you know, New England, Green Bay, I probably would have had a number two. But Corey Coleman's my number two. Okay. And again, Corey Coleman's somebody that just Right out the gates, I think year one, Corey Coleman's going to be a fantasy producer. The guy's going to see 100 targets. Um, I, I could see that, um, Grant, you know, just as long as he learns how to run all the routes. Yes. He's going to have a huge learning curve coming from Baylor, and that's the one of the things that really concerns me the most and why I didn't put Coleman above Dotson, even though Coleman probably has the better opportunity, especially early. And Coleman's vertical is pretty sick himself. He can jump like he's 6'1". Yeah, I mean, definitely. His vertical is 40 and a half inches. So, I mean, yeah, his, he gross. only came in a half inch, you know, less than Josh Dotson. So and I Josh mean, Dotson's 6'2", and Corey Coleman's 5'10". Five, so he, 5'11", yeah. Yeah, he plays like a six over 6'. So his size isn't overly concerning me there for the his jumping ability and how no, strong no. and stocky he is. Absolutely. No, he's very well built um, for a guy that's, you know, under 6' tall. I'm not trying to knock him for size. Even though he is a little bit shorter, he does, he does make up for it with his uh, leaping ability and stuff like that and um, just overall physical play. Like, he plays bigger than he is. Um, I'm just worried that they didn't have a lot of routes that they ran. There oh, they at, did not have a lot of routes. I mean, I mean that's a lot big, of it was that's just, a big knock. A lot of it was bubble screens and go routes. Uh, Yo, there's. I mean, how many receivers that come out there have not? They have not found success. Right. Tons. So, so that's what I'm worried about there, and that's because he athletically is probably the most all around athletically. He's more, he's the most gifted out of these top three. Yeah, I think at, at Baylor, I mean, all his production came on hitches and go routes right. and in cuts. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, and then that Baylor receiver, you don't see a lot. And then, but a lot of people say, "Hey, this is probably the best receiver to come out of Baylor." Same thing. One step on top of a defense, mm-hmm. go. So as we were saying with Josh Dotson, that you can just he can get out on top of a defense and make that big catch early. That's what Corey Coleman could do. I just think Corey Coleman's going to start day one, and I think they're just going to pepper this guy's guy with targets because again, there's nobody else in Cleveland. There's Gare Bear and nobody else. I agree. I mean, he, he is going to be more heavily targeted than probably either one of those other two guys just because there's no one else there in Cleveland at all. Um, and he does, he, you know, he has a propensity for scoring touchdowns. He scored 20 touchdowns last year. So, he I has mean, a nose for the end zone. He's a big play type of guy, and I, and I could definitely see him being the top producer this year um, in particular out of those top three that we've mentioned so far. But um, you're, the, you're looking for long term on the fl- on, no, just on the flip side, like I could see it both ways. You know what I'm saying with him for for whatever reason. If if he doesn't end up learning the route tree, he could be a guy that they're only using on go routes like, like this year until he works his way into the system and starts learning all these routes. Uh huh. So um, it's kind of a double edged sword with with Corey Coleman for me, and that's why I really just couldn't put him at number two. 
I think having Al Saunders as a wide receiver coach help helps a lot. I, I believe me, I'm you know we're all over the Brown stuff, um, just because obviously that's our hometown. So yeah, they they really do have great coaches, offensively specific this year compared to years in the past. So I'm I'm very hopeful, and but that's my fan side uh-huh. being hopeful. This is kind of like my dynasty side where I have to like analyze it in a bubble. Yeah, and and like I said, there's no I don't think there's really a wrong answer here. No, I don't think so. You know. Odds, odds are, and history would tell us, one of these guys is going to be a bust. Um, y- yeah. That's the way it usually it, works it, out, right? That's the way it usually does, but there are those drafts where you get, uh, you know, the solid three guys. Yeah, uh, a la the Odell Beckham draft. Right. Even though right now, Devontae Adams, who was in that top tier first round, is looking like he's kind of wait. His, his dynasty stock is, I just see all over Twitter, is just kind of plummeting. Well, it is, but I mean... If you think about the other guys that we had above him, it was Sammy and uh, what's his name from uh, Tampa Bay and Odell. Yeah, Beckham. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Odell Beckham. Yeah. So I mean, those are really the top three of that draft, and they all worked out. It was the guys that we kind of sprinkled in that we thought that were elevated, you know, right no, below I agree. them that kind of busted out. And again, I mean, you can't sit here. I mean, I don't want to sit here. If there's a reason these top guys, we would say why they would fail. I mean, we would we would harp on it why mm-hmm. they would fail, but. These guys are the consensus top players. Mm-hmm. We agree that they're the top players. Absolutely. And I don't see any, I personally don't see any of them fail. I think they're all good choices. It's just who's, so who's going to be the best person in this, of these three to give you the most fancy points. And we can, you can make a case for every one of them. You, Josh Dotson, Corey Coleman, and Laquan Treadwell. I mean, you can, I'm, I, I have them one, two, and three, because I think Laquan Treadwell is the most overall, you know, he's the most talented wide receiver. I put Dotson second because I kind of just like I like that situation. I like him as a player. I had him second to begin with, and I didn't think Corey Coleman. I just don't. It's the unknown that wouldn't let me put him above him. Okay. For for Corey for Corey Coleman. Yeah, I mean, it's just how do you want to rank him? You know, if I was going by last name, I'd have Dotson number one. Even though he spells it different, it's yeah, well, yeah. probably pronounced slightly different there. Doc. Dotson. Yeah. Dachshund. Yeah. Somebody's like, somebody tweeted me once. They're like, stop saying Dodson. I'm like, I don't say, my, my last name is Dodson. So I say Dodson. All right. So you think it says Dachshund? It, yeah, there's a C in there. That's stupid. It's not a silent C. Well, it's just hard. How do you know? It's just hard to say Dachshund. That's stupid. Without saying Dodson. That's stupid. Well, it's his name. Why don't you quit calling, calling him stupid? <laughs> well, we just get rid of the C and get, get fabulous with it. <laughs> so that's tier one, correct? That's tier one, correct. Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Josh Dotson. Yep. I would go Treadwell, Coleman, Dotson. You would go, go. Treadwell, Dotson, Coleman. Okay, close enough. Whatever. We all agree Treadwell's number one. Treadwell's number one for me, and really you're splitting hairs between the other two, but I put Dotson ahead because I've had him ahead the whole time, and I just didn't think Corey Coleman's unrefined route running allowed me to put him above. So let's go down to the next guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really surprised at number four we have the same receiver here. Because I think we're going against the grain here. I think everybody's going to... So the debate here is going to be between Sterling Shepard and Michael Thomas. Okay. And I think the consensus is Sterling Shepard. Really? Um, Weird. Yeah, I mean, that's what the people want. That's what the people want. That's what the people say. Uh-huh. So his rookie ADP is five. The okay. people have spoken. Right. And it's, it's been that way since the draft. And obviously, you can get all your free Dynasty overall and rookie ADP on DynastyNerds.com. Oh, yeah. Get to it. 
Mm-hmm. Jump on it. Mm-hmm. Like it. Again, ADP is the best tool to help you kind of make trades and to see where your player, you know, that's not rankings. It's just where the people see that player valued. So if you see somebody really low that you really like, you know he's obtainable. If you see somebody really high that you have low, then sell high. Mm-hmm. It's a really good trading tool. Yeah, use it. it. It is definitely useful. And if you're, you know, you're having a hard time, you know, figuring a value for a person, it's a great way to kind of figure out where everyone else sees them. And, you know, and again, if for some reason you, you listen to the show and you're like, you guys always talk about ADP. What is ADP? ADP is average draft position. Mm-hmm. Again, every month, right at the beginning of the month, uh, courtesy of at Dynasty ADP Kyle, you can follow him on Twitter, and at Rookie ADP, we host mock drafts. And you get, you get in the mock draft, 20, 20 rounds for the overall mock draft. Their startup mock drafts are fun. They're mm-hmm. terrific. And we take five mock drafts, and we take the average draft position and let you know where they stand for that month. And we come out once uh, every new month. There you go, right. man. So get on DiceNerds.com. And right now, Sterling Shepard is the consensus number five. Only in one mock. No, wait, no. Ooh, Michael Thomas actually went ahead of him. Is he creeping? In nice. most drafts. Mm-hmm. But actually, their ADP's tied 6.2. I mean, they're both. I mean, obviously, they're both picked in the second round. Only seven picks difference. You know, uh, Sterling Shepard got picked in the ninth overall, and uh, Michael Thomas got picked 16th. Um, for me, this just has, have, you know, it's landing spot for me. You know, I mean, I, I like both the players. Sterling Shepard is, speaking of another short guy that can jump out of the gym 41 inches on the vertical. So, I mean, he's another guy that can really make up some, some of uh, you know for shortcomings basically by his leap with his leaping ability. Sheldon Shepard, you can almost compare as, as like a a better route running Corey Coleman. That's what he is. Yeah, as I mean, as far as you know, his physical makeup, it's they're very similar. Five ten instead of five eleven. They're both one hundred ninety four pounds. They both ran really good forties. Uh, Coleman's faster. You know, he ran a four three seven, and and Sterling Shepard was four four eight. But other than that, 41 inches on the vertical. They both went over 10 feet in the broad jump. I mean, they're both right around, I mean, 20 reps on the on the bench. I think Coleman had 17, Shepard had 20. So, I mean, they are very, you know, comparable. But Sterling Shepard is one of those guys that he's he's probably the best route runner yeah, in this group. In this whole draft. Yeah. So, he's he, that's where he, I think probably he's getting hyped up quite a bit and yet we still have him at number five for us yeah i mean he's in the he's there at the giants i know they picked him early they picked him in the second round and i mean you almost have to think of the giants as green bay as far as as far as offenses uh-huh so i mean there's plenty of room for more receivers other than oh, odell beckham but i think odell beckham right now is going to be dominating those for at least in the next couple of years. What it comes down to me for this decision for me is touchdowns. Right. Who is going to score the most touchdowns? I think Sterling Shepard is going to be like, I think his ceiling's like a Jarvis Landry. Right. Which is terrific because he's a lot, that's a wide receiver one you can get. A guy catching tons of balls, but I just don't see Sterling Shepard scoring a lot of touchdowns. This is my own personal guess, long term guess. I mean, I can definitely get on board with that. Now, Michael Thomas. I do. I mean, this guy has NFL frame. This is Keyshawn Johnson's uncle, uh, nephew. He is 6'3", 210 pounds of Ohio State. He's going to an offense 
that can throw the football. Right, which is something that he didn't have in college, so he didn't have a lot of numbers to really back up yeah, he his draft position. They didn't have that. Right. This, the guy showed he has really good hands, mm-hmm. really good ball control. You know, he showed that he can make those tiptoe, you know, those tiptoe catches at the sidelines. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. And he can run routes. He yeah. showed that he can run routes. He's going somewhere with the most accurate QB I've ever seen in Drew Brees. And the Saints last year, through the most yards in the NFL with 4,970. They were number one in NFL in passing yards. They were number one in NFL in yards per game, 310.6. Mm-hmm. And they were 10th in touchdowns with 32. But even though they were 10th in touchdowns, a lot of it has to do with people that were tied because they only had four less in first place. Uh, the most touchdowns thrown in NFL was 36. So Saints, even though they're at 10, it's kind of skewed because there's two number ones, there's two number threes, there's two, you know what I mean? Right, right. So they're only four down touchdowns less. And they have nobody else there. They got rid of everybody. Right. Marcus Colston's gone. These targets gone. have to go somewhere. Right. And Brendan Cooks last year finished as wide receiver 13. So he was just a borderline wide receiver there. They're going to need some Same thing. Cooks falls in that, t- that category where him score touchdowns isn't going to be as high. So who's going to score touchdowns there? Kobe Fleener? I'm putting my bet on Michael Thomas. This, the team just came out and said that this guy is going to play immediately. Immediately. Which is awesome, man. I mean, that, those are the kind of things that you really got to keep your ear to the ground about. Um, you know, er, early in these OTAs and throughout training, early in the OTAs, they might still be kind of high on all their rookies and talking them up a lot just because they want to sound good. But once you get a little bit more into the serious, you know, stretch of, you know, training camp and all that, that's the kind of stuff you really want to pay attention to. Yeah, I think, I think Thomas has a really strong chance to come out the gates mm-hmm. right away and be a t- you know, top three rookie scorer when it comes to receiver. I think Michael Th- Now, Drew Brees' age hurts Michael Thomas here a little bit. But at the same time, playing with Drew Brees is going to help Michael Thomas in the long run. I agree. Having a quarterback mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But when Drew Brees retires, that can hurt. But this might give Michael Thomas to develop into that number one receiver. There's a chance here Michael Thomas could be the number one receiver on this entire class. Uh... I mean, cha- I, don't, I don't, obviously, I don't uh, think so. I'd have a rank higher. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. But that w- like, that's not something that would surprise. It wouldn't like knock my socks off. Okay. You know. I mean, I like him. Um, you know, obviously, at Ohio State, he wasn't showcased very much because they really just ran the air out of the ball and kind of spread it around sparingly in the passing game. But um, he's definitely got some skills. I I, I was definitely higher on him when he was young and they were kind of throwing the ball a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, the guy only had two career hundred yard games. Right. And he's not overly fast. He's not overly fast, but he is big and he, you know, he could get in and out of breaks, which is, is, especially for a guy, his size is really nice. I mean, his, um, his three cone was under seven seconds, 6.8. So he's a guy that can definitely move for that size, which is nice. And he catches the ball really reliably. Like you said, uh, especially along the sidelines, which is nice. And with a guy like Drew Brees throwing in the ball, he's obviously going to make the most, most of his skills. So. so would you take, and I know we're ranking receivers here, so it goes Zeke one. We have all three, we have all three receivers next. You're on a clock at five. Okay. Do you take Kenneth Dixon or do you take Michael Thomas? Uh, I'm going to take Kenneth Dixon. You're going to take Kate, Kenneth Dixon? Yeah. It'd be really close for me as well. I guess it would just venture on one of my team needs more. Right. At that point, because I think for me, that next tier is Michael Thomas, Kenneth Dixon, and Sterling Shepard. Okay. That, that'd be my five, six, seven right there. Sure. And then 
I feel like this, and that's to me for this whole rookie class that I feel really good about is at top seven. I feel like at pick eight, like I have pick eight in a league. I have pick eight in uh, the Dynasty Nerds league. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just out. There I'm hoping somebody takes Derrick Henry ahead of me to push one of those guys back to me, or they take uh, Will Fuller. You know what I mean? I, I, right. I'm hoping those guys that I'm down on get moved ahead to push two guys down or a guy down to me at eight that I really like. Because in my ideal world, world no, if I everybody can... thought it was me, right. I'm not getting one of those guys. Right. I'm right out there. Because then it comes to me, it's like, I don't want Derrick Henry. I don't want Will I don't Fuller. want Will Fuller. Right. So to me at eight, and I know we'll get probably into another whole overall rankings as, mm-hmm. as well, but I'd, I don't, I'd leave Paul Perkins there at eight. I don't have a problem with that. Which is like, which would most people would think is a reach, but I think he's going to be a starting running back in, for the Giants. So I, Yeah, I don't have a problem taking Paul Perkins at eight. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think there is a bit of a drop-off. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, personally, I would put um, Booker there, but that's because I have Booker, you know, ahead of Parker. Uh-huh. Uh, and so. with C.J. Anderson and the age, and the, yeah, we've already talked about this. Right, we've week, already, yeah, we can, you know, beat this dead horse another Paul day. Perkins, you know, Paul Perkins led, like, so many charts of, like, elusiveness. He's... I know, Perkins, I mean, Perkins is a good player, but I just... So, we're talking about Michael Thomas, so... Right on. Sorry. Let me get off topic yeah, here. Yeah, we got totally off track. As I digress. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Michael Thomas, yeah, I think he's, he's somebody that... I like his long-term upside more than Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard's the better player right now coming out the gate, but I like my long-term dynasty investment on the guy who I think who's a big play. We like bigger receivers when it comes down to that. I agree. The tie for me usually goes to the bigger guy. <laughs> I'll take the big guy. Uh-huh. Uh, so next we do have Sterling Shepard out of Oklahoma. Like you, you just named a lot of stats for him being 5'10". Uh, small, but he, he's got that thick build. 194 pounds, yeah, same as um, Corey Coleman. He's elusive with the ball in his hands. Oh, he's yeah. got great... Not only is he like the best route runner, but he has great hands. I that's, mean, I mean that's why a lot of people were saying that um, they kind of. It sounds like the the Giants kind of have the, their type of wide receiver now, and it's um, I want the guys that can run really good routes and catch the heck out of the ball, and that's they got another one right now. And Ben McAdoo, former right. former, is now the head coach. Right. Last, so it's we're talking about the same Giants offense as last year, which was seventh in NFL in passing yards per game. Uh, they were seventh in yards, and they were tied. For first mm-hmm. in the NFL, the Giants were tied for first and throwing the most, most touchdowns yeah, with the New England Patriots with 36. So they throw touchdowns there. They're chucking it, man. So and here's, here's a good thing, too. Ruben Randall was there last year, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> he was. Okay. And Ruben Randall's a terrible route runner. Not very good. Yeah. And Sterling Shepard is better than him now, never playing NFL down. Ruben Randall was wide receiver 32 last year. Wow, really? Yeah. That's surprising. So he was a low-end wide receiver three. Right. I, ha- uh, I had him and traded him away in the league. I would never want to start Ruben Randall on any of my teams. Me neither. I didn't. That's why he's, I traded him away. He's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And the guy runs routes horrifically. Yeah. So Sterling Shepard jumps in there, likely to be wide receiver two out the gates, right? Um, y- You know, as long as he works his way into that starting lineup. Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously, any rookie, they're not just going to hand him the job. He is a high second round pick, so I would imagine he'll probably end up with it. And same thing with what we said about Coleman. This guy could see 100 targets um, this year. Yeah. I mean, they throw the ball a ton. They do. Their, their running back situation is terrible. Terrible. Yep. Okay. 
Paul, that's why I'm thinking Paul Perkins. I don't think Paul Perkins is terrible, but without the unknown, we don't know what's going on. Right. right. Um, so, it, that, that, again, that's why they throw the ball a ton, because mm-hmm. they need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a tight end that's not established. All right. So it's going to be Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham. I, I mean, I totally agree, man. It's uh, them and, and, you know, good old busted knee. Yeah, so same thing here. So this is like, like a situation for me. Like, for example, I have Brandon Cooks, right, in mm-hmm. the Dynasty Nerds League. And say Kenneth Dixon went, and it's Sterling Shepard and Michael Thomas. Maybe I'd, maybe that's, that might be the difference maker for me. Same thing if I had Odell Beckham. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm taking the other guy just because I don't want to stack myself with two. Two of the same. Two of the same guys. Two of the same team, two wide receivers. Right? You know, if this was six years ago with Drew Brees, I'd be like, yeah, I'd have no I'll problem. I'll just take both of them. Yeah, I, I'd have no problem doing it. <laughs> I have no problem stacking good receivers. You know, I'll start Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson All right. with no problem. And I think it'll be okay. Definitely, when you're talking about Tina through the most passing touchdowns in the NFL, stacking Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. Me personally, if I had the option not to do it, I'd prefer not to do it. I'd prefer not to do it just because, you know, you got two guys then that you have the same bye week and you got, you got to fill two by two, two spots on a bye exactly. week. Exactly. And then if like Eli Manning goes down, I mean, there's right. too many different things, right. you know, bad weather game, something along those lines, it just hurts you. You're doubling it up on the hurt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't like pain. No. So if you're going to double up the pain, you got to diversify, man. I'm going to cry a little bit more. Uh, yeah, don't I'm a crier. That. Don't do that, man. I almost cried. My son graduated kindergarten today. And you almost cried? I almost. I didn't. Define almost cry. Man, don't make me smack you. <laughs> I'd almost, I might almost cry. If you, see, if you smacked me, I wouldn't cry. <laughs> man, you sound like My wife might. cries at everything. You sound like My wife sees a sad commercial, like a squirrel falls out of a tree. A poor squirrel. I got to get this off my chest, man. Um. I don't know what's up with all these weird graduations. I know that you just are getting all choked up about this, and I I might feel different when my son goes through this. But that's not graduation, man. That's going from kindergarten to first grade. It's, How is that a graduation? I told my wife the same thing. I'm like, I, I looked at my wife on the way there. I'm like, they don't have this every year, do they? That's like She's ridiculous. like, no. She's like, they only have it for kindergarten because it's their first time in school and they're getting on to real school. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, Again, okay. No, I didn't cry. All but right. for me personally... I was very, very proud of my son. And I felt like I was like, man, if I let loose right now, I might get a teardrop going. <laughs> like, I felt like the water, like, in the back of my eye. All like, right. I was inside. I was just really proud of my son. Pride. Something I never would have thought of. Like, if mm-hmm. you told me, go, oh, dude, you're going to watch your son come out, and you're, you're going to like, they're singing songs about, you know, giraffes and, you know, whatever. Right. I'd have been like, you're, you're, you're out of your damn mind. I don't cry over anything. That's why I, that's why I left the caveat that, you know, I haven't gone through it yet. I have yes. another year or so for that well, the little dude came out yeah. you know with this little little thing on and i'm like oh wow i'm so i love that dude so much you know what i mean it's like <laughs> right, right. it's more like the love of your child and you're mm-hmm. so proud it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to put in words or like i wouldn't have been embarrassed if like a tear fell out okay now my wife she's over there like, oh, look at him he's a little man <laughs> god I'm like i gotta study for my dynasty podcast yeah. tonight i'm out of here so Moving on to rookie wide receivers. <laughs> How did we even get on that subject? I have no idea. Me neither. I'll have to listen back to the yeah. show. Go ahead, crybaby. Wow. Like, like you were saying, crybaby. So I have Struan Shepard and Michael Thomas as my next tier. Okay. I love them both equally. Right. I right. wouldn't want to put one ahead of the other. Right. So tier number one, Laquan Dreadwell, Josh Dotson, Corey Coleman. I think yes. tier two is, yes. is clearly Michael Thomas uh-huh. and then Sterling Shepard. Yes. So those are two different tiers. Mm-hmm. Tier one, tier two. That gives us a top five wide receivers. Right on. And 
I'm happy with getting any of those guys. Mm-hmm. For me, next, we have a whole other tier by itself. I agree. And we both agree to the same guy here at number mm-hmm. six overall. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are down on this guy. We, I mean, we were down on him. I was down on him um, until I saw where he landed. And then... Um, Yabba dabba do. I think what he does, uh, you know. So go ahead. Sorry, I, we haven't even said who Tyler this is. Boyd from yeah. Pittsburgh lands with the Bengals, six two, two hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, he's going to a team that had AJ Green on there, right? right. AJ Green was wide receiver number eight overall. Mm-hmm. So Marvin Jones left to go be a wide receiver one in Detroit. Uh, I debate that, but okay. What? Where was Marvin Jones last year in PPR leagues? Um, wide receiver 35. I was going to say he's probably right around W W3. If you want to know where Muhammad Sunu, Sunu went to when he goes to Atlanta, he's wide receiver 75. Goo. Yeah. Get Big out of here. Goo. So I've been a big fan of Tyler Boyd forever. Okay. Like he's just somebody that I've really liked. He's a really good route runner who tacks the ball. He's a three-year starter at three different QBs there in Pittsburgh. Quick release off the line. Um, isn't, you know, no, isn't hesitant with his acceleration. Great hands, body control, good hand-to-hand-eye coordination. He played inside, outside, the slot, and even some running back. Yeah, I mean, this he's, is a guy diversified. that he, he definitely played all over the field. I, when I watch this guy on tape, I don't see anything that's flashy. He doesn't, he's not overly fast. He's not overly quick. I, I mean. I think that's why everybody's down on him. That though. is why everyone's down on him. But here's why I bumped him back up. With A.J. Green on the other side, he's not going to be asked to be all that. He's going to be asked to be a complimentary guy, a number, a wide receiver, too, in, in an offense, which is, I think, a role that he's really going to thrive in and I think a role that he's really made for. I don't think he's yes. made to be a wide receiver one in an offense. And, yeah, who cares if you're a wide receiver one in an offense? I just need you to be a wide receiver one on my fantasy football team. I right? mean, I don't, I don't see him as a wide receiver one, or I would have probably put him up in a, in a – the tier above him, I think he's a guy that's going to settle in as a low end number two, a consistent wide receiver, wide receiver two. Yeah, as and what do we say? You need those. guys. You definitely need those to kind win of guys. championships. Yeah, no, you need those kind of guys. I think if he had upside to be a wide receiver one, he'd be in the tier above here. Yeah, and let's face the facts. A lot of times with your fantasy team, some wide receiver twos are your wide receiver one. Oh, absolutely. Because again, yeah. there's only twelve wide receiver ones. Right. So and if somebody has the, two and, of them, and most of the time I've got three of them on my team. So there, it's, <laughs> and that's the thing. In Dynasty Leagues, this happens all the time. Yeah, Somebody might have one, two, possibly three wide receiver ones. And right. for everyone that goes off into another team, it leaves you one other team without one. 100% without a wide receiver right. one. He's exactly. your wide receiver one, but fantasy number-wise, for yeah. whatever year it is, he's not going to be a wide receiver one. Right. And I think Tyler Boyd there, again, this is a guy that was, is a number time, one all-time leader at Pitt with 3,361 yards. And, you know, he has... He beat Larry Fitzgerald. I was gonna say Larry Fitzgerald is the guy that you know everyone should know went to Pitt. So yeah, and I, I'm I'm just I'm a big fan. Again, right. I think I think you hit on the head where he's somebody that's gonna come in and not be asked to be a number one receiver. Compliment AJ Green. Maybe he can grow his receiver, and you know if AJ Green goes down, kind of be their number one option. But I think he will strive as a wide receiver too. I, think, I really I, do. I, I think that thrive. Uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll thrive as a number two. Well, whatever, dude. Not strive to be a number two. He'll strive to be a number two, <laughs> and then thrive to be a number two <laughs> when he's alive and not offense. It's all right. <laughs> so again, I think it's a great fit. You know, you have you have, not only that, you also have Tyler Eifert to offset you as well. Uh, yeah, they have a ton of a weapons. really strong running game, 
and Andy Dalton fits right up Tyler Boyd's alley. Yep, I agree. Man. I think for me, for anybody that would take Will Fuller over Tyler Boyd, I'm just we're just down on Will Fuller though. Small we're down, hands. yeah, we're down on small hands. Um, One dimensional. People keep trying to urge us via Twitter. Um, yeah, sending me stats. You see, uh, I read in their OTAs that Will Fuller caught all his balls. Now, how many did he bumble? Yeah, exactly. You know? How many? Was, did, how many did he double catch? I mean, were they just soft tossing them? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like with any press coverage with Will Fuller, again, there should be cornerbacks that can handle Will Fuller in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously. Um, I'm so down on him. I'm so I'm so bad. He's obviously got speed to burn. I mean, that's not you know that's not really questionable. I think it just comes down to how, you know his hands for me, and I just don't like him. I don't like I I don't like the fact that he's a go long guy and hey, he's got questionable hands. What do I say when it comes to fantasy football? Right. The best ability is reliability. Okay. And you're not going to be able to rely on that guy all day No, long. he's going to be a guy that, he's going to be one of the guys that we were always talking about that's, you know, big big game here and there, but then he's going to leave you low on those games where he doesn't score the big touchdown. Yeah, we have, so we have Tyler Boyd here at wide receiver six, right? So that means in this draft, he's likely going to go anywhere from pick nine to 12, maybe somehow just, possibly slip in your third round. So Second, second round, nine yeah, to 14. Yeah, second round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... He's somebody that I, I, I feel like I could rely on Tyler Boyd. I feel like maybe worst case, this guy, not, okay, this isn't worst case. Worst case is he's a total scrub. Uh, and I'm, I wasted a first-round pick on a scrub. I'm mad at myself, and I, um, I sent my team back a couple of years. But you're already picking at the end of the first round anyways. If this guy can turn into, like, a, a, like worst case, like, you know, a four-year, like, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Again, somebody you can start. Right, right. Somebody you can rely on. And guys that you can start, if he's a wide receiver three in fantasy football, those are the kind of guys that can help you win fantasy football championships. Agreed, man. And that's what we do this for, to win. Absolutely. Again, I know we say it every couple of weeks. I think we have to go back to it and say it. But I, just, I, don't think, I think as long as this podcast exists, we'll have to keep saying this. Because, th- again, too many people when it comes to Dynasty strive on what their paper looks like. I keep using the word strive for some reason. But, uh, you know, they love the way their, their team looks on paper. Right. And they, they lose focus on what the whole end game is, and that's to win championships. Oh, I have, well, I have three first-round picks in 17, the best classes ever already. And I have two 18s, and I don't have this, I don't have that. But, oh, I'm going to be super young. My team's going to be really good. Maybe. Maybe. That's a lot of unknown. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. dude, 2018, 2019, I'm going to start winning. I'm going to win mad championships. Okay, dude, that's like three years away. Right. All right. It's, a, it's not even guaranteed. So in the meantime, you're okay with losing? I'm one of those guys that I used to be like that until I, um, you know, realized that you, you're going to be kind of chasing your tail there. You got you to gotta commit to a, a build, do it, and then once you see that you're on the upswing, you got to make moves, man, to bring in proven guys and guys that can push you over the top to a championship. Yeah, you get excited about that when you make that. You can talk about it. When you blow it up, when you make that, mm-hmm. when you, when you decide to say, "Hey, I'm blowing this mm-hmm. up," but that's not something you're really bragging about because you're behind. Like you have to work really hard. You got to put in extra time right. and study, listen to podcasts. I mean, besides that, if you're not if you're not blowing it up, you should be. You should have one eye on the present and one eye peeking towards the future. And, but, <laughs> but most of the attention of that peeking eye is still on on the now type of. That's how I see it. At least you gotta you gotta try to win now and and um, p- 
peek at the future. You can turn it around. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's why when you want to blow it up, I know we've done blown up episodes where mm. when you blow it up, you don't sell all your young talent as well. You know, you get you want to keep some pieces because a couple of good drafts, you know, two years down the road, it's not like a blow up. It's like a long term play. Mm-hmm. You can blow it up and turn around in two years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you say blow it up, it's not like, well, in 23 years from now, I can compete. Like you, sometimes you want to blow it up and kind of compete in two years. Like I'll take a year off, get one more really good. All of a sudden, you know, you took a year off, say two years ago. And then, you know, this year you, you finish off like, okay, this is going to be the year. Mm-hmm. And you have one, one and Zeke Elliott could be that piece that puts you over the edge. Cause everybody else is kind of falling together too. These receivers are starting to come along. Your Tyler Eifert's are starting to come along guys like that, that you, that take a while. Right. Some, right. Sometimes you want all this kind of, the, the talent itself will develop all at once. Which takes two to three years. I agree. So if your talent that you drafted develops in two years, then you're one step ahead of the game. But if not, you still have that third year. And if it all falls apart, then you got to start all over again. And then you're just a really crappy dynasty team for six years, and that's <laughs> no fun. It it definitely stinks. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't know. You might know soon. I might know soon. <laughs> to to these listener leagues, we just had this draft, and uh, my teams both finished crappy. First, I feel ter- I feel terrible. I you know. I own, a, I own a Dynasty Fantasy Football site. Uh, we do a Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast. I decided to do a startup league with the listeners and both right, leagues. Right, right. My teams do terrible. Yeah. Like, what does this guy know? Even though in the nerd herd, I'm, I'm smelling championship this year. Which one's the nerd herd? It's the one where I just took Kenyon Drake in the third oh, round. Oh, okay. All right. But, you know, I, I, like, I had LaShawn McCoy last year. I had CJ Anderson, Latavius Murray, uh, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks. My team's solid. Right. You know, just gave up the gave up heat to get Rob Gronkowski. Okay, I feel really good about my you're team. Piecing it together then. Yes, this so you, year's this year's a year. So you're you're just kind of starting a blow up. That sounds like I'm just, I'm just what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, <laughs> I'm son? Just kidding, man. I'm going for the glory. <laughs> I want to go from the third overall, you know, the third worst record to the number one record. All right, shoot for now, the stars, man. In the podcast listeners league, eh, things didn't really go so well in my startup draft. Man, there. you're in too many leagues. I can't keep track of all this crap. Dude, write them down. Take a picture. I don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, in the meantime, we do have some MFL 10s to give away. Heck yeah. Uh, last week said, hey, show some love to at my fantasy league, mm-hmm. the people hosting this MFL 10 and right. giving away at the same time. So, again, if you don't use myfantasyleague.com for your hosting site, for your dynasty league, well, you probably should. Right. I mean, they're look, awesome. They're giving us MFL 10s to give away. How nice is that? I mean, they're the best. So we have some spots to give away. We're giving away two spots. Uh, I know we have only a couple spots left after this one, right? Only two more to give away. Um, two or three. There's three total, but I think we're going to give one away oh, a special that's right. way. That's right. There'll be no contest. It's just a, it's a random drawing that we already did. Mm-hmm. We just haven't announced the winner. So right now, you get that random number generator brought up? I just brought it up. All right. I'm going to go to Twitter, and uh, we're going to pick some winners. Let's give me the first number now, Matt. Number five. Number five. Let me count down. One, two, three, four. Kyle Lebrecht. Nice. At K Lebrecht. Yeah, easy enough. You are a winner of an MFL 10 to compete against me, Matt, and other winners for your chance at the $90 prize pool. Good luck. Give me another number, Matt. Uh, uh, number 16. All these low numbers. Random numbers. Generated. I feel like every number, these last random randomizers, we had some low numbers. But 16 as I count here is 
New York Jets Life Chili at Jets Life hey, underscore. Man. Who doesn't like chili? Who doesn't like the Jets? A lot of people, but not me, but a lot of people, a lot of people like chili. He loves the Jets. Yeah, and His chili. Twitter handle is at Jets Life underscore. Yeah. Hey. That's cool, man. I'm gonna change mine to at Dynasty Browns. Nice. I'm gonna lose forever. <laughs> Well, that's it. So those are the two winners. Congrats to New York Jets Life Chili and Kyle LeBrec. You are the so congrats. Congrats, guys. Yeah. Now let's congratulate two more people. Right on. Last two ways to get in here. Both we're gonna do again via Twitter. Mm-hmm. First one we're gonna do for all the people, the hundreds of people that have bought T-shirts. If you bought a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt, right on. And I know uh, Colleen just tweeted, uh, tweeted at us saying, "Hey." Some guy, just random guy came up to me and said, wow, I don't know what that shirt means, but it's an awesome T-shirt. Right, right. You know, again, promise random high fives. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she said she had to put her hand on ice. I know. And, and Colleen would not lie to us. She, she's not a liar. Yeah. So uh, She's a Pittsburgh fan, but she's not a liar. Yeah, I mean, she's got poor taste. Right. <laughs> in NFL teams. In NFL teams. Great, Great taste in clothing. Great clothing. clothing. So if yeah. you bought a Dynasty Nerd T-shirt, all you got to do is tweet us uh, a picture of you in a Dynasty Nerd shirt, and that'll be we'll pick one winner from there. So... That limits that option. So basically, if you bought a T-shirt, mm-hmm. we're pretty much giving you half off, basically. potentially. Yeah, p- potentially, right? If you get picked, right. I mean, if you're the only person, I mean, what if only two people tweet us? They're like, you know, I don't even want to. I don't want an NFL ten. Right. It's just you know, Colleen and some other dude. Right. Uh, hey, it's a fifty-fifth chance then. Yeah, you have all the way up until next mm, Tuesday. Yeah, next tweet Tuesday, us, right? Unless yeah. the Cavs play, and then you have no. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? But just tweet us a picture of you in a Dynasty Nerd T-shirt. Anywhere, anyhow, and we will pick one of those winners there. We'll give you an MFL 10. A random, well, one we'll, of you. We'll pick one of you for a random, you know, MFL 10. And to give away another one, we should do it. I say, since you're so sad today and you're, I'm very sad and you're today. about to cry, clearly, that we should try to pick Rich up a little bit. Uh-huh. Everyone send a any kind of joke that you could squeeze into yeah. 140 characters, and we're going to pick the funniest one that makes Rich turn his frown upside down so it's, it's i gonna pick the winner you get yeah so, yeah man, whatever joke the, i think's the funniest you're, you're the one that's down in the dumps and ready to cry today i wasn't so. down i was it was, a, it was a happy sad but yes any kind of sad <laughs> sad no i not even sad it was just it, yeah i wouldn't never i never said sad i said teary-eyed almost but to me and it doesn't matter uh, you little bitch. You, you're crying like a little i didn't cry <laughs> though <laughs> okay whatever oh. it sounds like you need to pick me up is all i'm trying I'll to say. start crying now because you're picking on me yeah, i know even more reason to give Rich a little funny joke. Taking my podcast and going home. That's right. Yeah, okay. I, I'll, I'll live with that. You tweet right. at me. It has to be within one tweet. So right. no no carryover tweets. No, here, well, let me get to the punchline. Yeah. Has to fit in 140 character uh, tweet. Funniest joke. Knock, had, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Kyle Moo. You know, yeah. something stupid. But So this one's got to come to at Dynasty Rich. That's my Twitter handle. Don't, don't tweet at the site at Dynasty Nerds. Tweet this one to me at Dynasty Rich. Right on. I'll, I'll, if I don't even like your joke, if I don't hit the like button, then that means you don't, you don't have a chance to try again. Um, so if you're, if you like it, you're in the running, you're in the running. All right. Cause that's when go. I'll go back to pick a winner. Uh, you know, unless one, you know, all of a sudden I wet my huggies and, and it's like, this is a winner. <laughs> so again, you can tweet at me at dynasty rich with that. We'll pick a winner. Tweet your shirt pictures at dynasty nerds. Uh, and you can tweet whatever you want to Matt at, at Dynasty Matt. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. We'll uh, keep it simple, man. Next week, we'll get back to pick up the other second half of these receivers. Right on. And then, I think we got word from at Dynasty Nerd Mike 
Oh, man, I wasn't sure you were going to make that announcement or not. But, I, yeah, he may be there for the next I, show. Screw him, then, because he said, I said, Mike, we really got to get you back on the show. The people are begging to hear from you. People are begging. Okay, your daughters can drive now. That's how long, that's how long you've been away. <laughs> when can you do a guest appearance on a show? And he's like, Memorial Day weekend? So there you go. So We're going to make it work. We're going to try and make that work. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can try and re- get two shows recorded. Mm-hmm. That way we don't have to do one show one week if we have a little... A little, little summer bash. That would be awesome. Uh so hopefully Memorial Day weekend we'll get Anti Steer and Mike in here and we'll have a have a we'll just get it get a whole show on his whole take of rookies. That'd be nice. A little catch up for Mike. Yeah. It's like a guest it's like a guest show episode of our own host. Right. Who hasn't been on in six months. Something like that. Yeah. yeah well we miss him. And I know the people miss him. The people miss him. We miss so, him, certainly. In the meantime, get on DynastyNerds.com. Mm-hmm. Check out all our great articles that are going up on a daily basis. Uh, if you need rookie help, it's there. If you need Dynasty help, it's there. If you need a funny joke, it's not there. So, it's not there. So tweet it at Rich so he can laugh. But you can click on Matt's profile picture and get a quick giggle <laughs> if you'd like. That is there, uh, that is there for laughs. So, so again, you have uh, DynastyNerds.com there for all your rankings, all your ADP, all your great articles, all the podcasts are there. Again, if you're having trouble finding the podcast, which would be weird because you're listening to it now, uh, or you know somebody that is, we're still working on iTunes. iTunes still hasn't gotten it back with us. Something happened when the site went down, and you might have to go back and look up the show again and resubscribe or just search for the show in iTunes. It's there. It's there, people. It is there. But if you're listening to that, you, you, already, know. you already know. Yeah. So, again, DynastyNerds.com. want to give a big thanks to uh, at MyFantasyLeague.com for giving away these MFL 10s. They're a great site to go to. We haven't plugged uh, Reality Sports Online in a while. Right on. Uh, make sure you use the promo code NERDS10, Nerds10, and they'll give you 10% off your league. It's the best hosting site for auction values out there. And all right, guys. All right, nerds. We're out here. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Ready, set, put on. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.